Hello and welcome to the Core Perform Corner, where registered dietitians and personal trainers teach you how to optimize your gut health, hormones, and fitness. Our team has utilized the trademark and evidence-based Core Perform protocol to transform over 500 lives mentally and physically. Here at Core Perform, we have three core values that are family, communication, and care. So if you are ready, subscribe to join our family, communicate with us through our Facebook group to ask questions, and we'll take care of the rest. Please remember this episode should not be used as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. And now, let's get on to this week's question. Alrighty, and welcome back to the Core Perform Corner. This week we have Allison, who is um, a former Core Perform client herself, um, and she's going to take us through a little bit more about her journey, um, what she learned, um, what advice she'd give to people struggling with gut health, and so on. Um, so I will let her take it away and just kind of, Allison, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, um, and we can go from there. Yeah, sure. So yeah, my name is Allison. I am a board certified health coach. Um, My background was initially in wellness and sports science. And then I went back to school in 2020 um, to the Institute of Integrated Nutrition. Um, And then I graduated and I had a focus in gastrointestinal health and hormone health. So that's who I am. That's what I do. I'm also a natural figure competitor, which we'll kind of get to because it's going to tie into my issues. <laughs> um, so, you know, we can kind of get into that, but yeah, that's who I am. That's what I do. And you're amazing at what you do. I love following you on Instagram and we'll be sure to link your Instagram to um, below because she posts so many educational um, stories and content and just Honestly, it makes me feel at home and safe when I go to your profile. I don't know. That's like the vibe you give, which is great. Yeah. Um, so take us through your journey. What were your initial symptoms? What did you do? And then we'll go. Yeah. So I had had gastrointestinal problems for probably like a decade. And I'm not going to go into the major backlog of all of my gut and hormonal dysfunction. Um, I'll start from the point that I sort of connected with you, um, which is essentially, I had been put through a protocol by another practitioner, which had completely like, it just, it, it crippled me. Like I have never been, I mean, I had had abnormal poops before and like some abdominal pain before. I never had consistent writhing pain from the moment I woke up in the morning. Like I literally had to take like a truckload of valerian even to like sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, because I was just in so much pain. So like I had bloating, I had gas, I had abdominal cramping. It felt like somebody was like ripping my insides out. I had like horrible like bowel movements. I had the protocol that she put me on, um, you know, diarrhea, like just horrible, horrible, like chronic diarrhea, but mostly it was just, I couldn't take the pain. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter what I ate. It didn't matter if I didn't eat it was just constant and it was chronic and it was like ongoing. And it was to the point where I literally couldn't step into my life. Like I couldn't, I couldn't be present for my clients. I couldn't be present for my husband or my family. I just like, it was an effort to get up and like go through my day. Mm -hmm. And I obviously had known you from social media and it was literally by, you know, part of what 
drew me to you was the fact that all I did was post underneath your something that you wrote and you responded with such genuine concern and empathy. And I think that those are two characteristics that are so rare in, in coaching, in, in the circle that we operate in. I think too many coaches or practitioners forget, like people want to feel heard and cared about and, and have it feel genuine. Mm -hmm. And I think you can tell when it's genuine and when it's not, you can tell when somebody's like fishing for your money. And when somebody's like, Hey, Oh my God, like, are you okay? Mm -hmm. And I felt like you were like, Hey, are you okay? And you know, you responded with some very like, I don't want to say it, but like common sense, like, Mm -hmm. okay, your gut hurts. Let's do like a a mush food diet. Mm -hmm. Let's do a bland food diet. Like this Mm -hmm. is what we're going to do. And it worked. Mm-hmm. And it at least got me to the point where I wasn't like dying, like mm-hmm. on, on my deathbed, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, where I could at least like function. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it became one of those things where I really realized that I needed, I needed the support. Mm-hmm. I needed, you know, I needed somebody to step into my space and just kind of like, say, I got you. Yeah. Like I'm here for you. You know, I'm going to walk with you through this and make sure that you come out the other side. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then that's what really made me want to work with you as a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when you had first messaged me and it was just voicemails, voice messages through DMS of you, like, it was crying. Like yeah. Like you were crying and I was like, Oh, my heart went out to you. I was like, this woman is in so much pain and I could only give you general recommendations so I was like yeah right try a mush diet like try and do this I didn't have your labs at that point I didn't have much and so I was trying to assist you as much as I could just because you were a friend of mine and someone that I I communicated (laughs) with um and so I once you actually were like you know what I'm gonna commit to this I was so grateful that you were sharing that journey with me and you trusted me enough to do so um and as a practitioner too, was that kind of like one of those initial um, setbacks? You were like, you know what? I already do this for a living. I shouldn't hire someone to help me with it. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. So I have such mixed feel- mixed feelings about that only because I have been in the, in the headspace of, I should know how to do this before. Mm-hmm. I don't need help. I, I know what to do. But then I think there's a flip side to that. And I think more practitioners and coaches would benefit both as individuals and as coaches if we learned that that's really not the case. Because if we are coaches, then we believe in our in our craft. Mm-hmm. We believe that coaching works. So if we believe that coaching works, we should also believe that it works for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think, I think sometimes we get so stuck in giving to other people in, in fixing and managing and helping everybody else that when it, the time comes to deal with our own health, it, it's like, it gets the leftovers, yeah. right? It gets like pushed to the side. It doesn't really get the time or the attention or the focus that it deserves. And when we also look at our own health, we're only looking at it through our lens. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think sometimes we just get fogged. We just get fogged up and we get like blinders on and we're not really going, oh, I hadn't considered that or I hadn't looked at it that way. Or, you know, we all know we have our 
behaviors and habits and things that are hard to change. And sometimes we need somebody to step in there and say, yeah, ooh, but that's what you need to right. do. Right. That's where the work needs to be done. And it takes somebody else outside of ourselves to, to do that. Mm -hmm. um, now I had worked with coaches before for bodybuilding and for figure and for contest prep. And I had no issue doing so. Mm -hmm. I had no issue like handing my prep to somebody else. Yeah. So I kept saying to myself, you know, why do I have an issue, you know, handing it over to somebody in terms of my health? And even though it was a protocol from another practitioner that had like landed me where I was, I think the big, the big thing there is, you know, if you take your, if you get your nails done at a salon and they do like a shit job, mm -hmm. you don't just never go get your nails done again. Mm -hmm. You just go find somebody who does a better job. Mm -hmm. So I think people who have been burnt by coaches, like I feel for you, but at the same time, like not all coaches are a fit. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that that coach is wrong or that there's something wrong with you. It just means you haven't found a fit. Yeah. And so I knew that this practitioner did not purposefully mm -hmm. set out to like <laughs> ruin right. my body yeah and <laughs> you know, I don't put think, me in the position that I was in I don't think anyone it just really wasn't a fit. right I don't think anyone really does hopefully right um anyone right, has like that intention right and and so what do you think would be like if you were to recommend to someone else like look well first of all I always say that coaching is much like dating um you kind of have to like date around before you find a good coach fit because it has to be more of like a personality fit you have to be able to trust them and you have to have that good communication and it has to just sync up and there has to be that synergy that gets created and that doesn't happen with everyone right like that doesn't happen on a daily day basis so you kind of have to date around before you find a coach that's a good fit but when you said previously that you were like I was burnt badly. I've heard that before too with other people too. Um, and so my question is, what are some red flags that you could elaborate on that you felt um, maybe in that experience or prior experience that you would say like, hey, if your practitioner does this, maybe that's a red flag for you to find someone else. Yeah, so I think, and I think I knew the red flag even before I started the protocol, but so this is just my personal health belief as, as a, as a coach and as somebody who's been through this myself, but I think people are way too protocol based and supplement heavy handed. Like mm -hmm. I, if you go to somebody for gastrointestinal problems, I'm using myself as an example, cause that's what I was going through. And all they do is turn around and give you a sheet of supplements to take. Mm -hmm. And they don't really talk to you about what you're eating, when you're eating, how you're eating. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, your lifestyle, your mindset, like if they're not talking to you about diet and lifestyle, they're just putting you on protocols. Like guys, I don't know how else to say this. Like you can Google what to take for SIBO. Yeah. Yeah. Like any nitwit can tell yeah. you to take like oil of oregano. Yeah. Anybody can be like, Oh, you have H pylori. Take my, take mastic gum. Like yeah. you can go find that on the internet. That's not what you handle. That's not why you yeah. hire a coach. Like not to get this list of supplements that they probably get a kickback on. Like mm -hmm. that doesn't, really address the root and supplements are a tool, but they're not the toolbox. Like, right. I think it's just really important to look at what you have got from whomever it is that you're working with and just say, like, I could have found this on the internet. Mm -hmm. Anybody, like you can go to so many, like 
FMD sites and functional medicine sites and find protocols mm -hmm. for, you know, SIBO or H. pylori or I don't know, candida or any myriad of things. And so going to a coach, like, that's not why you go there. Like, what was so different about you was that you helped me work with this. Mm -hmm. Like you helped me do the work in my head and you helped me, <laughs> you helped me not do the supplement thing. Like yeah. <laughs> you helped me address the, the nutrition changes, the mm -hmm. lifestyle changes. Like you helped, like for the first time in my life, I trained three times a week, mm -hmm. like literally cannot remember the last time I did that. Mm -hmm. And I, but it worked, mm -hmm. it worked. And so I think people have to, I think the red flag should be like, is this just a list of supplements? Is this person asking me about my diet? Is this person asking me about my lifestyle? Is this person talking to me about my stress? Mm -hmm. Are they talking to me about my headspace? Are they talking mm -hmm. to me about my environment? Are they talking to me about all of these other pieces? Because I just feel like supplements are this little Yeah. And that's key. honestly, that's why I hate doing like one-off consult calls too, because we can't dive into that, right? Like people always it's think like, yeah. oh, my GI map, let me just get an interpretation and a treatment plan. And I guarantee they will follow up again and they'll have to follow up because how do I know if this is a normal reaction? How do I prevent relapse? How do I know when to stop taking the supplement? Am I having a bad reaction to this supplement, right? Like there are so many things that go into it. And my whole goal as a practitioner, as you kind of said, was I want to get you off of all the supplements. Like my whole goal is to save you money and get you off as many supplements as quickly as possible. Get you no back fatigue to is a real thing. Oh my like, gosh, for sure. Literally looking at supplements like, I'm oh. going to throw up if I try to like yeah. take those. So yeah, and I don't even I will not even do a GI consult anymore unless there's follow-ups. Like I will yeah. literally they have to That's purchase good. they have to purchase the initial consult and like follow-ups yeah. or they won't even get the first consult because yeah. I just you've I you've experienced that, right? Like Yes. Yeah. And it's frustrating as a coach too, because then they'll come back and they'll be like, Well, this didn't work and this didn't work. And I'm like, I wanna help you, yeah. but I can't Yeah. You know, I just can't do it I like that. But I just think you, there's yeah. too much over reliance on supplements. Period. Yeah, like, I agree. And and in the functional medicine space, I think that that's kind of like a trend. The same way that conventional doctors prescribe pharmaceuticals at the drop of a hat, mm -hmm. I think you know, registered dietitians, health coaches, FMDs, we do the same types of things. We're just using full script and yeah. everything. You know, we're just not doing it through. Yeah, here's my here's my yeah, here's my generic gut healing protocol for everyone. It's like what it doesn't make sense like Yeah, that. no, 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 please don't. Yeah. So <laughs> what I what is so different about you and which what is why I would recommend you to like anybody who is having gut issues is that you know, you're gonna help work with them on a very meaningful level about how you can place the body in an environment for it to heal itself. Mm -hmm. Like I just the body is actually capable of doing so much if you sometimes just stop messing with it and yeah. you just give it what it needs yeah. to heal. And I've just loved that that's what you taught me to do. You taught yeah. me to give my body the environment it needs to heal and stop trying to just mess with it. Yeah. Like Amen. just <laughs> like give it, give it space and give it time and just leave well enough alone and it will get better. And 
So let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah, let's dive into that a little bit. So you said you came to me, you were chronic in pain. So like, I remember like tears in your eyes, just feeling awful. Um, Let's walk through like what we did with you to kind of get you to feeling better. How long did that take for you to feel better? Was it worse before it got better? Um, Yeah, so it was a lot of, you know, initially the two biggest things, which were the hardest things for me were eat more and train less. So as a competitive athlete, and even when I say competitive athlete, like I know there are lots of competitors out there, but I legitimately have done 30 shows in 17 years. Like I have competed since I was 18. So I've spent pretty much the bulk of my adult life learning to not listen to my body Mm -hmm. because that's what bodybuilding is. Mm -hmm. It's training when you're tired. It's not eating when you're hungry. Mm -hmm. It's being so fatigued. You don't know what to do. It's Mm -hmm. getting up when you want to sleep. It's basically not listening to yourself. And you taught me how to listen to myself again. Like, so take a nap when you're tired, you know, you're going to train less. You're going to eat more. You're going to eat more than you even really want to. You're going to sit there and you're going to look at the food and you're going to be like, I don't even want to eat it. You're going to eat it anyway. Um, and then, you know, strategically supplementing in terms of like boosting my liver function, Mm -hmm. you know, just supporting my digestive capacity, which was totally crapped out. So Mm -hmm. like digestive enzymes, you know, ox bile, um, and that's I why I wanted you to. That's why I wanted you to eat more. To be honest, you weren't eating enough because you were in so much pain, and I needed to re give your body enough yeah. nutrients to actually rebuild itself. But I also needed it to be almost stimulated to start producing those enzymes again on its own naturally, so that you could digest food without being in pain because your body was able to keep up with the food that it was being fed and unfortunately the only time that you can really do that is if you actually insinuate more food in order for the body to begin adapting to that which is so hard when you've been in such pain and oh you're God, yeah. you're literally sitting there and you're looking at your food and you're going I don't know if it's going to kill me yeah. or if it's going to go okay yeah. and so and then that was the other piece right just helping me not be afraid to sit down to eat because I had been in such pain for so many weeks, like literally like Mm -hmm. probably like almost a solid 12 weeks. I was like in chronic pain. So just not fearing my food, you know, even though I knew that it was like healthy and it was fine, just not being scared of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would say it probably, I started progressively feeling better. I'll go there. And I had days where it was really bad mm-hmm. or I had days where I felt like it was regressing. Mm-hmm. And then what was so valuable to me was I would reach out to you panicked and you would be like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like you're totally fine. Just calm down. You don't need to do anything different. Your body is healing itself. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. And Lord, sometimes it's all you need. Mm-hmm. You just need somebody to say, Hey, you are okay. Like mm-hmm. take a breath. Mm-hmm. And I kept going. And then probably like 12 weeks in, it was like, you know, the stools got normal, mm-hmm. like things got normal. And now it's like, I feel great. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I'm going to the bathroom normally, like my poop looks like poop, mm-hmm. which is pretty much a reason to celebrate in my case, <laughs> because for the longest time I was like, I don't even know what's in there. It's yeah. like a mud pie. And so now it's like, it's a poop and it looks normal and I feel fine. And I don't get up stressed or scared about, Yay. you know, 
am I going to be in pain today? Am I going to go to the bathroom normally okay today? Am I going to be able to work today? Am I going to be able to train? Am I going to be able to walk my dogs? Am I going to be able to like be pleasant enough that my husband wants to be around me? That's something that that we, the whole point of core perform, right? Like did your core affect your ability to perform? And I would say like, yes, like a hundred percent. Right. And until we were able to heal your core, you weren't able to perform on a day-to-day basis, whether that be your day-to-day tasks or as a bodybuilder or as an athlete or getting to work on time and being receptive to clients. Like you probably were not able to show up a hundred percent as yourself. And that probably made you feel worse too, like mentally. Um, Yeah. So with that said, um, who exactly, so you would say 12 weeks, um, that it took you to feel better. Um, we didn't do anything extravagant, but we did do a lot of handholding, I feel like for you and reframing of the mindset. And a lot of that had to do with the internal work for you. Um, so things that I recommended with you was waking up in the morning and visualizing like healing and visualizing, like being better and allowing yourself to kind of fight that anxiety and fight that stress and reframe those thoughts because the better the mindset's in, actually the better the gut is, state of the gut is in because you're able to digest food when you're not in that um, sympathetic or your crazy, um, like stressed, nervous state. Um, when you're in that rest and digest mode, your body does actually switch in and it is able to digest food a lot better. So if you are stressed around food, it's automatically going to cause you digestive distress. So Working from that aspect of it, I think that's really what enabled you to kind of heal so, so well. And, and I would say, honestly, I think you started feeling better within two to three weeks and then week four, like it was just so gradual, but like by week 12, I would say you were 180%, like one degree to the other. Um, And then, but leading up to it, it had to do a lot with, all right, let's pull this supplement. Let's pull this supplement. Let's, let's try and reframe here. And so um, the gut microbiome does take around, I would say, six to eight weeks to change completely. So what you just um, described to me is exactly in line where around week eight, you started feeling a lot better. And by week 12, you were like 100%. I feel great now. Um, So that's typically what I see too. um, And in a little lot of cases. Um, But last but not least, um, is there any one tip that you would give anyone who's navigating their gut health right now? um, What would that tip be? To just not overlook, you know, to not be so focused on a single tool that you lose sight of the toolbox. Like I'm, like I'm saying, like so many people are very quick to overlook the things like chewing your food properly, like not stressing, like, like exactly what you said. So like, for me, I noticed that I would start to regress because like, let's say I would get a cramp Mm -hmm. or I would get a gas, I would have a gassy day Mm -hmm. immediately in my head. I would go oh my God, I'm going backwards. Oh my God, I'm going to be sick again. Oh my God. And then there goes the spiral. And then all of a sudden you're like Googling supplements for gas. And it's like, girl, you just need to like take a breath and just calm down and let your body be. And I think literally more people need to pay attention to that. More people need to be looking at how do I get rid of my gastrointestinal issues by shifting my lifestyle, by changing my habits, because by not freaking out, right? 
it can support your body during a time when you're trying to like make transitions or make shifts, but they are not meant to step in lieu of the habits, behaviors, and lifestyle practices that you were engaged in that placed you in the position that you were in to begin with. And I think that that's a very hard truth people don't want to look at. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to think that, no, you know, maybe I've been training really hard and not eating enough for a really lot of years. And it's probably placed me in the position that I'm in. Mm -hmm. And now that I know that, now I can move forward and be better about that. Mm-hmm. Now I know how to only train four days a week mm-hmm. or train three days a week if I feel like crap on the fourth day. And my body says, you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. I know that I have to eat a certain amount of food. You know, mm-hmm. there's just certain, I think, just think the one piece of advice I would give to people is stop looking for protocols and pills and start asking yourself what behaviors and actions and lifestyle, you know, changes you can make now Mm -hmm. that are really going to create sustainable health versus Mm -hmm. just kind of just slapping a bandaid over like a symptom. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, hopefully we'll start to get questions, um, leaked in, in our Facebook group. So if you guys aren't aware, we have a free public Facebook group that you guys can join and ask questions in weekly where we do live Q and A's, um, about gut health and fitness. And so if you guys have questions about any, um, or questions for any previous guests or future guests on the show about their experience with Core Perform or their specific gut health journey, feel free to use that Facebook group. It's linked down below in the show notes. Um, and we'll be happy to talk more about those specific topics. But thank you so much, Allison, for joining us. We had such a great talk. And I'm so, so glad that you have healed your core. So now that you can perform. <laughs> Thank you for being you and for doing what you do, Dasha. Honestly, it's, you are phenomenal. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, you are just like, like, literally, you are a diamond in the sea of coaches. So it just, thank you for being you, for just staying true to you and coaching the way you coach. And thank you. You're amazing. That means the world to me. I appreciate you. I will let you go. Have a wonderful day and happy holidays. Same to you. Bye. Recording stopped.